Hello, universe. It is six. Is it six? I don't think it's six yet, but we're close. No, we're not quite there. It is. Oh, shit. It's 6.02. Well, here at six o'clock on Wednesday, the 9th of August, I am again three episodes behind, but I can get at least two done today. Whether I can get the third one in looks doubtful, which means if I can double dip tomorrow, I'm back on schedule. That's the plan. So far, executing plans in August has been my weakness, so I don't necessarily want anyone to think I'll be able to carry through on this plan, but the two today, well, I wanted to talk primarily about why I left the bong and the torch in the backyard. Damn. That wasn't what I got on to talk about, but that's going to have to be corrected, so should I correct it now? Pause. Pause. Okay. Having corrected that problem, both in the hunt and the treasure looting itself, I um, will pass along the piece of advice the last trip to the dispensary provided me, which is, if it's got slurricane in the name, it's fire. Okay. So, as a 54-year-old, thank you for speaking 21st century lexicon. That makes me feel cool. But two, fireweed to me is cerebral. And this is stony weed, which is okay because I can feel my eyelids drooping as we speak. We, you will be not talking here whatsoever, so as I speak. But in this sort of existence... I never take anybody's opinion on weed ever seriously because I really do believe different weeds have different effects on different people anyhow. So your opinion is only your opinion. There's really no cross-reference of what my opinion is based on whatever the chemical cannabinoids active in the specific combination that this plant created have on both of us. So this is kind of a tangent into what we're going to talk about today, which is why we're so fucking dupable. Pause. Okay. And the second or cooperative concept I was going to talk about in this next recording is how a liar takes advantage of all of this. And I don't think I spent enough time speaking about the calculated nature of my lying and the sophisticated network of cooperative truths and lies that would be woven into a, enough of a narrative that, yeah, I was probably full of shit about some stuff, but man, some shit I probably wasn't. And figuring out what was what, well, that was up to you. And since I was the ultimate source of arbitration, really the only things that would get you in trouble were cracks in your story. Like, people would eventually give you the benefit of the doubt based on a number of these reasons that were dupable. But it didn't take much counter-evidence for their trust to dissolve. <clears throat> and what I'm hoping is that through explaining some of the ways that <clears throat> we are all duped, myself included, I don't take myself out of the brainwashing category here. I mean... We are given a certain level of information upon which to make decisions. If there's other information that we're, that's hidden away, that's obscured from us, that is 
decided to be to counter the constructed narrative to be pertinent, probably somebody in here lying themselves, all those things, whatever it may be, keep us from being fully informed and take away our leverage when it comes to actually knowing the truth and making decisions based therein. Now, <clears throat> I know there's a lot of defeatism around this. People saying, well, fuck, man. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you, you have a very rosy picture of what the world could be compared to what it really is. And, mm-hmm, I agree. I'm a very simple person. I think in lines that are drawn with, I mean, one of the things on my list is, there are two types of people in this world. There are dominators and there are cooperators. And I don't want to start there because I want to go back to the example of this shit is fire. And, well, do I want to start with misinterpretation? Because that's another reason that we're dupable. No, I'm going to go instead with how much now we want to only experience the best if somebody else out there keeps telling us this is the best, this is the best, this is the best. Um... I I don't I don't think any of us should have a truth meter more instinctive or more reliable than the one that's inside our own head. The one that's inside our heart, our emotions, wherever it is that flutters and you think that's a lie. That you should believe. So the rest of it boy, I don't know. It's like listening to a bud tender tell you this is fire. What information do you really have? Not much. But by doing a slight investigation, sampling some of the opportunities right in front of you and deciding which ones fire yourself, well, now you've got a basis for something that you can repeatedly stand firm on. And, yeah, this is a dumb example. But it's become critical, I think, that those of us who see the lies at least start challenging those who are falling for the lies if they've got the foundation that they think is fire or if somebody just told them that shit's fire baby and that's what they're going with so <clears throat> are we dupable fuck yeah we are we're all dupable we're all being duped as i speak for sure even those of us who are tricky enough to be doing the duping yeah you're not the highest fish on the chain that's for fucking sure you may be in on some of the shenanigans, but trust me, you're a pawn to the shenanigan game just as much as the rest of us. And the worst of it is that the top shenanigan pullers of all are fucking smart and good at what they do. The best at what they do. So good at what they do. They've never been identified. And I doubt in this next round of upheaval, they'll be identified then. They are truly the capable among us, fulfilling a role of hmm, tactical satisfaction, I suppose, um, some level of self-defeatism toward the universal constants of anarchy and chaos. There's, there's intellectual or mechanical justification for the domination point of view and taken to its ultimate extreme leads to whatever it leads to, which would never include anything but your own self-preservation and authority. 
Well, no, not authority, influence. So, <clears throat> those, those concepts are so counter-human, though. It really is hard to imagine that these are entities of a human nature. A weird thing occurred to me about what you would do if you were a small race of challenging breeding entities. Say, you could only birth once every three years and it was one vulnerable uh, uh, reproductive uh, uh, pupa stage thing that didn't even fully emerge as a species until it had shed that role. Like, we have examples of this on Earth. That's why I'm using this as a vulnerable model of some species whose great envy would be that we just reproduce like fucking rabbits. We actually have to control our birth. And so the idea that we are um, recklessly capable of expanding in population in a blink of an eye, galactically speaking, compared to uh, a species for which the birth of a single entity was a celebration species-wide. I'm just, I'm thinking of what you would look at humanity as stupidly good at from the point of view of a civilization that might wonder how it could be that reproduction in the mammalian form was as simple as just accidentally squirting some juice from one of them to another. Boom, baby. And <clears throat> if you were going to take over the planet, this planet full of reckless rabbit breeding paste mammalians, and wanted to exterminate them, well, then maybe you would tell them all these lies so that they would start to exterminate themselves. Because I can't find a human instinct for the level of lies that exist here, as a recovering liar even. And I know that maybe if you enabled me at my absolute worst, I've always wondered if I might be Alan Dulles reincarnated, because that motherfucker was a fuckstick. But if, and, and so yeah, I kind of think I'm a fuckstick, obviously. And, and I am one. I'm a, but if you, if, you, if you can see that what your pattern of behavior enabled others to then take further, well, you can see how a mild version of anything that is truly pernicious and against the fellow man around them is wrong. Just wrong. It doesn't matter if you'll only take it to blankety-blank level. Because you taking it to that level enables the motherfucker who will take it to whatever level it takes. He sees other people playing the game, and bam, he becomes a game player. But he doesn't have a switch that says off. This is what I didn't realize. And what I feel like I'm making up for now is, okay, if I had an off switch, and I in fact had a reverse switch, then... Everybody who I enabled on the way up just by acting the way I did at least needs to hear I was wrong. Lies are wrong. The truth is no big deal. That's the funniest thing about it. 
The truth is easy to swallow because it continues to build the same story across all of the narrative. It's the lies that start to make people fucking crazy. Because they know they're being lied to, but nobody has the time to figure it out. Except the liar. Who's come clean. Because now, even though I eat peanut butter with my pinky, I've gotten sophisticated enough in my truth-telling to spot lies almost reflexively. And at first I didn't believe this because I was spotting lies everywhere. I thought I had once again rebounded into a situation where if I don't take a sip of this Sandia Sweet Watermelon Soda, that peanut butter is going to make my voice worse. But I first questioned that... Well, there can't be this many lies. It can't be. It's too big. And, yeah, it is too big. Because at the local level, it doesn't exist this way. It's the consciousness of the entity that is American psyche that's fed the lies, the huge lies. But because that's the subtext of where we all live, even the local... um, door-to-door reality is shifting. And it has shifted to the point that I fear those who are immersed in it now, much like those who grew up before phones and after, have a perspective that those who grew up phone only don't. And this isn't a perspective that is superior or inferior. We just are different in our worlds. And it's, it's the way it is. But you don't, you don't take what happens to our national psyche and force it into the individual without the individual starting to mount some level of resistance collectively that gets noticed. And I think that's where we are now. Because we have um, been swayed toward certain uh, narratives of reinforce strength, there's one of the reasons that we are dupable. The more you hear something from sources repeatedly as this, well, we know that when it comes to John F. Kennedy's murder, the one thing you can count on is Oswald acted alone. You will hear from every media source every time they're pressed to tell you what the truth is. But we also know that every single media source has made money by airing at some point in time John F. Kennedy's murder, other arguments, or whatever, and then deciding for uh, us at the end that obviously Oswald acted alone. Pause. Okay. And the reason I bring up the Kennedy assassination specifically is because I believe that every single one of these is active in that story. On my reasons that we are dupable. They are all alive and prospering in the narrative that is uh, Oswald killed Kennedy, the single gun theory, yada, yada. And so number one on my list, seeing is not believing. (laughs) Um, For sure. I mean, how many radio waves have you seen? It's, It's so grandiose to think that because one of your senses confirms this blank, 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 blank version that you are, in fact, K-1. 
convinced that you have the truth of having seen this happen. And <clears throat> while I think there are circumstances in which what you have seen exactly, you can describe perfectly and repeat with clarity primarily all evidence involved in what you have seen, I don't think this includes times when, for instance, a gun goes off right by your head, or a man in front of you has his head blown off, or whatever else is so shocking to your reality's expectations that your brain is forced to take into account something completely outside of even the imagined possibilities of what you're about to witness next. You've literally gone into the state of shock. Ha! My brain saw what? <laughs> and so, <clears throat> having only been in some of those circumstances regarding car accidents or whatever, but knowing that shock is real, and knowing, frankly, that your, your entire <laughs> perceptive lens is distorted at that time, well, seeing is not believing. And that is that was the number one thing that I put on the list, because I couldn't stand behind that statement more. So then that's probably that and appeals to authority are probably the two reasons by far we're duped the most. Pause. Okay, next on my list is the dominators versus cooperators thing I already mentioned. And essentially there are people that are willing to dupe. That's that is the biggest nut to crack of all. How to get the dupers to stop doing it. And obviously those who are the cooperators have a trusting instinct. That's my next line. We trust. And <clears throat> again, yeah, we do trust. And not just out of necessity because we get too much information. Therefore verification is tough. We trust. We don't verify. We wait for, uh, counter examples to force us into new thoughts. Sometimes that works. Usually it doesn't. But we're we are susceptible to the dominators if we're a cooperator, and by trusting, we're really susceptible to them. And in the next recording, I'll get into why that is the number one seed that feeds the dominator. Is the fact that we trust. Um. So my next line is, we seek reinforcement. And so we can be duped by somebody coming and giving us reinforcement of something that we already think we believe, or that we do believe, or that we accept, or that continues our worldview in a way that's useful to us. And to us particularly. Um, it reinforces my opinion of, um, of a of a young, vibrant neighborhood in which I live, the more I see adults out with their kids playing in the parks. I think there must be houses full of young people in the area if the swing set's that full on a Thursday afternoon or whatever. Um, now, that could just be that on Thursday afternoons, there's a club of people that travel from park to park um, around the city, so that's just an active time for the park to be filled with kids. And so it has nothing to do with the neighborhood specifically, just with some program that somebody dreamt up in some other part of the state. Who knows? So, <clears throat> but once that view is in my head, 
then someone comes along and says, hey, did you know that Denver's got uh, the highest birth rate of any city in America right now? I'd be like, fuck, I totally believe that because, man, my parks are filled with kids. And all of a sudden, my reinforcement of my worldview is now gaining ground. And it could just be that Denver has a high birth rate because a huge number of young people moved here when we got legalized, and now they're all having babies. That would make a lot more sense. And that, again, has nothing to do with, um, with my worldview being wrong, but we're seeking reinforcement at all times for the worldview that we have. So we, are, we can be told lies that help fill those, those reinforcement gaps uh, out to, to satisfy the story we already believe is in play. And again, this may seem nuanced and like, well, that's not that big a deal. If something is true and it reinforces my worldview, then uh, that's fine. But, you know, how would I be able to suss out the birth rate of Denver's many influences and decide which is which is which is which? You wouldn't. So don't allow yourself to believe that because you have one variable that gets reinforced by another, that you have to store it. That's all. Um, now we succumb to authority. I said this might be the number 1A, if not 1, next to seeing is believing. Ah, yeah. I succumb to authority for sure. And every time you hear, well, science has found that, uh, and I've got science and dogma and other things down here lower on the list, so let me not even use that one. Authority is seductive. They have expertise. They have um, they have a tiered level of <clears throat> sophistication over us because of their interest and focus on this. Um, and it's hard not to trust them. I would much rather you get a golf lesson from me than from my mother because I'm a much more authoritative representation of the game of golf than my mother. But my mother grew up with a professional golf grandfather, played professional golf. So she doesn't know nothing. But my authority in this subject matter shouldn't really change your position on anything. Learning the game of golf is now up to you to decide how to best explore the truths of the game that make you the most effective player. And while my consultation may set you back, my mom's may set you forward. She may talk a mental game that she learned as a kid that I've always struggled with, that she simplifies in five minutes and you go out and shoot better golf than you've ever shot in your life. So I'm not saying don't go to authorities, but realize that your authorities, A, may be giving you a very specific point of view from what they have authoritative knowledge of, inside their own discipline even. And they may not <clears throat> have bad intention, but that doesn't guarantee that they don't get bad results. So with appealing, allowing yourself to be told how to think, or what to do, or how to behave, without reinforcing it through your own actions, leaves you brainwashed, which is on this list. But... So I'm getting hungry, so pause. All right. Um, uh, the next one on the list is go along to get along. 
And there's no question, I've done this my whole life. And I guess in some ways that's what recovering the honest self has forced. I no longer accept going along to get along. Although I do it a lot in my own family. And I still do it a lot at work. Um, honestly, I expect to do it. I don't think you get to be the voice of constant my way, my way, my way. But you do deserve to be heard. You just do deserve to have legitimate truth around which you are deciding what is your way. And going along to get along because, yeah, maybe at my point of view, at my age, at my specific circumstance, this is how I feel and it's legitimate. But I can see how an entire younger generation that got shitty education and uh, no return on their investment should have their uh, educational debt wiped out. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on board with that 100%. Pause. Okay, unpause. Sorry, I think this is the first time I've ever actually eaten dinner during a recording. And uh, I still have one-third of a banana left, so, you know, you knock that out real quick. Because next on my list are... Mm, I've put these three on the same line. Science, dogma, and religion. Having a belief structure presented to you and then used as the um, verification for the next round of how to thinks is dangerous. And I come from the science side, so uh, I now see that the science side was just as geared on manipulating our view of the universe as was the religious side. But in between both, I wrote the word dogma. Well, science says gravity does blankety blank, so whatever you're telling me is bullshit. Unless you want me to say gravity is bullshit. And, okay, but if what I'm telling you is fact-based evidence, and that forces you to say, well, maybe gravity is bullshit, then you have to say maybe gravity is bullshit. And then you have to go verify which of those is true. If you're not willing to take the same stance within your own dogmatic treatments, well, if religion says blankety-blank, and then this is what I actually perceive, well, now I have to walk back and find out where religion might have gotten twisted. And when you do this with science, you end up in a territory that includes a lot of counter-evidence to the Big Bang, a shit ton of counter-evidence to our geological timing of stuff, and a lot of counter-evidence, or zero support for evolution. And that's just being scientific. That's saying, I'm going to hold my standards of thought and progress in terms of my understanding of the universe to the same standard as the commitment I have made to the dogma that I believe. Well then, go prove to me that evolution even makes sense. And these things then must force you to rethink your own perception of the universe. And if you don't, well, guess what? That makes you susceptible to being duped. Next line is belief. And belief is tough because I do believe certain things are intuited in the human experience. I actually believe that. Now, my evidence for that is shaky and certainly is a one-off. And 
involves me telling stories about myself. But I'm allowed to believe that burping on recordings is not kosher. Even though I really don't know what kosher means, except I think a rabbi has to bless a lamb or something. So, my beliefs are also full of mockery and shit. I'm aware of this. So, deciding what I believe is true is a line that you should be very careful to walk. Because you only believe stuff. And belief is a very human experience. You can believe whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't make it true. (laughs) So... You're definitely susceptible to, to being duped by a guy with peanut butter on his finger telling you, yeah, this is this is totally kosher. This is the way they do it in peanut land. Pause. All right, now, does that have anything to do with belief? Um, probably not. But I keep talking about how that all them people from peanut land and their finger pinky licking peanut butter method of ingestion over and over again, well, repeat the message long enough and you'll start talking about those pinky-licking peanut lamb people yourself. It's just the way shit goes. We are certainly susceptible to repeated messages. And frankly, I believe we're made up to see consistency in patterns and not and notice the inconsistencies. Pause. Oops. See, that's another problem with the pause button right there. Okay. And God forbid, hello God, that you combine repeating the message with something that strokes you, whether that be sex or money or fame or whatever. But if you are given a repeated message that is returning some, some sense of um, a personal gain as it's defined in this cultural civilizational moment in time boy does that become hard for you to re- or to uh, believe might not be true so being stroked being given some level of grandeur through a message makes you awfully capable of repeating that message alright and then once you've gotten some level of uh, pussy or payday or press acknowledgement. You got to protect that shit, right? <clears throat> got to keep what's yours um, that proves your value intact. And if that requires passing along some possibly untrue statements, well, protecting what's ours that's established matters. And... Uh, So maybe you did find a pedophile among the ranks of priests here in Philadelphia. Just one bad apple in the entire fucking group. Oh, there's a second one in the same church? Well, obviously that church is the problem. And uh, your investigation found another one across town? Well, this is a good time to shut your investigation down. Because we find another one, or two, or 74. It's going to be hard to pass along the message. That we are the moral authority on blankety-blank. Because, (sighs) so, I'm not saying everyone's a pedophile inside the Catholic Church. I, for instance, am not. But, if I were a priest inside the Catholic Church, should I be investigated? 
Hmm. Um, well, from the point of view of somebody outside of that, yep. Um, and that is tied with maintaining the status quo is important to us. We don't like rocky boats because we don't have enough time to perceive all the things that might be the variables in play that matter. Whereas in the status quo, yeah, fuck man, shit just kind of rolls. I ain't got to think about dick because I think about pussy. I mean, you don't have to encourage tumultuous outcomes if a little passing along of a falsity. Yeah, well, we did go down to Jamaica for business. Uh, I um, I concur with that statement's truth. Sure. Whatever. I'm just saying there are times when maintaining the status quo is enough for a lie to be accepted. Emotionally reactive. I had a hard time putting this one on the list. But it is one way that those who are willing to dominate will use it against us. And I get emotional all the time. But I always notice if my emotions aren't matching my reactionary energy. If I'm reacting with anger in a situation where uh, I'm culpable, well, I should more be reacting with embarrassment and um, the, the desire to, to create restitution or something if I'm culpable. So maybe in this situation, I'm not being honest with what I think drove me into this particular circumstance that was unusual. So I have to look for those motives. Maybe I find nothing, and I'm holding myself to a standard that's too high, so I'm angry at myself. And I have to release the fact that, hey, I'm kind of a dumb shit this way. Expect more of this, or put in some safeguards against it, because this is pretty much your fault. At that point, I'm gaining wisdom, and I'm getting better at knowing what the world is, but... Being emotionally reactive can lead you to think certain ways. And if a manipulator is using that against you, you should feel that discordance. And you should investigate it. Because discordance is enough of a signal that you're not fully informed. That you should find out. And maybe you're the problem. Maybe that's why you want to stay away from chasing down these emotionally reactive disconnects. Okay? Then change for the better. All right, pause one more time. Okay, next on the list, I got brainwashing. And <clears throat> brainwashing isn't the CIA pulling you into a dark room, Stanley Kubrick style, throwing a bunch of imagery at your face with some eye-opening metal prongs keeping you awake through days of inundation till the point you think differently. I don't think. Maybe it is. But... The brainwashing I'm thinking of is more how you'll get a message at your local level from uh, what seems to be an innocuous throw-in story, but it turns out that story is being repeated verbatim across 165 markets. And I think to myself, okay, this is them creating a groupthink that we're unaware of. And by them, I mean those who control the sources of media and information dissemination. The Sinclair Group, for instance. And how their manipulation of a circumstance in which our expectations are one, but they deliver something completely different. We're then misled into 
this group think corral of which we cannot escape. We're stuck there. We've been brainwashed. And we've all, unfortunately, got these flaws in our armor. Yeah, I didn't use the word chink there. So I then. All right. We also doubt ourselves. And this one, mm, more than anything, can lead you to not speak up when you're the one with the truth. And this I refuse to succumb to anymore. I don't need to doubt myself. I know I'm full of holes. I know I'm full of shit sometimes. But because I'm aware of the places <clears throat> that I can be these things, when I'm not being any of them, the last thing I should do is doubt myself. I should doubt the circumstance. I've already gone through a whole lit it <laughs> litany of reasons that can happen to you that have nothing to do with self-doubt. So if ultimately you're allowing yourself to hear something, thinking, well, I must be wrong. Must you? What if you're put here as the one bulb in an entire landscape full of darkness to say, wait. Okay. Don't doubt yourself. Love yourself. All right, three more. Well, two more in a statement. Prone to generalizations are we. Because you think something works one way, you think something similar works the same way. Therefore, you can very easily be misled. I say this because smart game players will use the fact that something went down one way as a way to frame something else so that you'll immediately assume they're connected, they're like, they're whatever. This is where level two lying comes in. But level one um, mm, inferior recognition of lies in front of your face, sometimes you're doing it yourself. Oh, well, if it did that, then it's a lot like this, so I'm going to assume these two things are the same. Bad assumption. Which leads me to the last one. You're ignorant about a lot more things than you think. I don't care how smart you are. You are completely unaware of way more than you're aware of. So be humble. Realize that you might be wrong about anything. And be ready to recognize the strength that comes with coming out of true ignorance. Because when you know you can trust what you're believing and thinking today in a way that's greater than you've ever thought that way before, now you're making progress. And reminding yourself that all of this is just steps forward in a game that could be pulled out from underneath you at any moment is the right attitude to stay intellectually humble. I could have put overconfidence on this list. There are a lot of things not on this list. But the last one, the liars are smart. <laughs> liars aren't dumb people. They may have all kinds of flaws, but they definitely have intellectual agility going for them. And don't 
underestimate how committed to the lie a smart person can be. Because a smart person is dumb enough not to realize when they're cracking. And that's the position I fear we're in right now. The smart people think they can still maneuver their way around the inevitable outcome. Well, as they say in so many American game cliches, it is your turn.